Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. I just love that. She mm-hmm. literally told them who their God was. Right, right. So this harlot from Jericho knows all about the God of the Jews. She, she describes him. She's she, been listening somewhere. Some, she has paid attention. Yes. But that's her job. Her yes. job is to pay attention to details because she spies for the king. Right, right. So, um, And we don't really know how long they've been there. They could have been there for a couple of weeks. The Bible doesn't tell us how long they've been there. She might have been the one who figured out, hey, these guys are different. Hmm. Like walking around town? Yeah, exactly. They might have been there for a week or so, to, uh, checking everything out, looking around. And she might have, like you said, she's going to notice the men in her profession. Sure. She's going to notice the well, men. She does. She also probably noticed that they never came to that district. And my guess is that they probably never visited a prostitute. And she probably thought that was a little odd. These guys are coming into town. They're looking around. They're not visiting. You know, what's going on here? You know, so... And it could be that the the Lord often starts rumors. We don't know how big the town was. Right. Could have been small. But we also know the Lord does start rumors. I mean, look what he did with um, Gideon and the, the army there. He kind of started some rumors. So it's not, the, it's not a normal for the God to, to start a rumor. They actually did that in World War One and World War Two. They would start rumors on purpose. To trip them up. To trip up the enemy. Ooh, that's a good plan. Right. Well, okay, let's not go starting rumors. I'm just saying. I know, yeah, right. I'm just, say, saying. I'm just saying this. So she was probably noticing them. She started listening to what people were saying and thought, these guys have to be different because mm-hmm. they didn't come. Something's going on yeah, with them. Probably because they never really actually went to visit the brothels. And she's thinking, well, this, okay, something's different. I need to listen. Mm-hmm. I need to pay I attention. Need to pay attention. Yeah. And that's how our life should be. We should be so different that when people start hearing things, the things that are going on in the world, rumors of war, um, terror, uh, I got lots of words in my mind. I can't get them out. Missiles flying. You know, we, they should be able to say, and like even Corona, I've noticed that people, you know, they're scared. There are some mm-hmm. people who are actually who are out there scared. And I actually forgot because I was, you know, we weren't scared. We were all mm-hmm. being normal. And then I thought, these people are scared. They're actually still. scared. And some are still scared. And still scared. We, we need to be so different that people want to talk to us mm-hmm. and say, okay, why are you not scared? Mm-hmm. What's, what's, and not be, you know, um, rude about it mm-hmm. and we are not downplaying corona right no 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 we're not downplaying we're not it downplaying. no we're not we're playing just saying, we're not downplaying any disease absolutely we're just saying that we need to stand up and be so different that when people are scared mm-hmm. they could come and talk to us and then when they see that we do something different why are you different i don't go to lunch with uh, i work with mostly guys i don't want to go to lunch with them because my husband's not there and I know some of them are rural. Res- yeah, some of them are rural respectful, and they're like, "Okay, Anna, cool." They don't even ask because they know. Some just kind of give me a look, like, "Really? I mean, this is twenty twenty one. Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, why are you so you know old fashioned? It's out of respect, exactly. It's out of respect. But but those same people for your husband and for their wives, exactly. Any respect for anybody. Mm-hmm. And the neat thing is that's how you, rumors get started, by the way. Yeah, and <laughs> I've raised. <already, laughs> Yeah, I got so many stories we can talk about. We started rumors accidentally, um, not intentionally, but 
people, but they're the same ones who'll come up and say, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? Mm -hmm. Because they know I'll listen because there's something different. They know they're going to hear something that they're not expecting to hear. I I had one woman like, hey, can I talk to you? Because I know you'll tell me like it is. You won't actually get all emotional about it. Okay. Oh no! I'm sitting there thinking, is this a compliment? Is that a compliment? I mean, we, we, we got that's uh, iffy. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> but whatever. Exactly. She so knew I she did. could come to you. <laughs> that's the point. Exactly. So we talked, and I told her like it was. She wasn't disappointed. Excellent. Well, maybe she'll. She didn't come back. Oh but she wasn't no, disappointed. It's okay. Truth is hard. Mm-hmm. It's so we think we want well, to hear the truth, but sometimes we really yeah. don't. And then things changed, and, or maybe and, not just yeah. yet. You know. And then things changed, and that the person moved, and you know, that's what we're gonna say. That's what we're talking about really, to you. She moved. She really did. Okay. Okay. There you go. That's why she didn't yeah. come back. Yeah. Awesome. Well, she also didn't. Well, there's other things. I, yeah. I, I ain't going. We're just that. I'm just saying. Just my my point is, is. If when we're set apart and we're different, when it gets down to it, they're going to want to talk to you. If you're really walking the way Jesus walks, they're going to want to talk to you because they need something different mm-hmm. and nothing else is working. Mm-hmm. And that right there is exactly why the Lord says, do not blend in. Right. Be set apart. Right. Be the beacon of light in this dark world because this world is dark. Yes. It is just a mess right now. And. I'm sorry, I don't feel it's going to get any better. Uh, no, the Bible tells you know, us it's not going to get better. You know, people I, in, in 2020, you would hear, I would hear it all the time. Can't wait for 2021. It's going to be so much better. But you know what? It isn't. And uh, so far, it has not been. <laughs> no, and I kind of wanted to look at them and go, and where is this right now? Because I don't. Yeah, I don't not think in the Bible. so. I'd, some of them I, I said, I don't, I don't think it will. And, they, and then some of them, I just didn't have it in me to break their heart. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no. There's always hope, but there's hope in Jesus. There is hope. Yeah. I mean, it's not, yeah. we, it might be, the world might be getting darker, but the light of Jesus is getting brighter. Oh, absolutely. It should be. That's what mm-hmm. we should be noticing. Okay. All right. So let's, let's uh, break down this uh, scriptures. Where are we at? Eight through 13. Okay. So what we know is that um, sh- they are not telling her no, she's been here yeah, right. she is telling them because she's been here and she's been listening <laughs> yeah this is your god she's given him glory she calls him the one you know this is um she has a healthy respect reverence um that's the same word fear about the one true god and um so my question's how she's from jericho she's not a jew She's a pagan. She lives in a pagan town. She has pagan gods, pagan practices of worship. Or does she? Because the God will reveal himself. That's the neat part, because we can't save ourselves. We can't save other Mm -hmm. people. The Lord said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but but through me. And he also talks about how he goes, the Father draws. The Father's one who does the drawing. Father's been drawing her. And clearly... He picked her house. Yes. Makes me wonder, is there, was there nobody else in town? Just kind of like Sodom and Gomorrah. There was only one, one guy who saved him. One guy who brought him into the house. One guy who yep. protected him. Is this the same thing? Was Rahab that one person? God knows the hearts. Mm-hmm. Because that's Obviously the one Obviously, because she's the only, yeah, well, and she's the only one. So there was something that he knew that these, these spies didn't know. But God did. God knows who we are. He knows what's in our hearts. He knows what's going on. Even when you think you think nobody understands, God does. You think mm-hmm. nobody knows what's going on, God does. You think you got a sin that you kept secret, 
God knows. There are no secrets from the Lord. No. He created you. He knows exactly what's he's going just giving on you time. Yeah. And he's giving you time to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we see here in this beautiful picture where he gives everybody time. People get mad, you know, well, look what happened. No, God's given them time. He's mm-hmm. given them time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gives us all time to come to know him. Right. But there is a time when it does, it stops here. Yeah. The, you know, it's not, this, this, this waiting game that the Lord is doing isn't going to last forever. There is a time where he says, okay, it's time. You know, I love playing hide and go seek with kids because that's what the Lord's going to do one day. Oh, gosh. Ready or not, here I come. Oh, goosebumps. <laughs> I know. Holy goosebumps. Yeah. Holy ghost bumps. I like so the next time kids says, like, let's play hide and go seek. Perfect. Use it as an opportunity to give the gospel message. Oh, I love it. One day, the Lord's going to say, I'm, ca- I'm here I am. I love it. Um, okay. So one of my things about this is um, I'm going to try to recap here a little bit so I can set the stage for my question. So she's been hearing all these rumors about what the Jews are doing. They are now in her house and she's begging them for, um, she's telling them all about her God, their God, tell them all about their God. And then she's asking to be spared. And and she goes, I like the part, swear by your Lord, not hers, not anything she has. She she swear by your Lord. She knows he's going to uphold that promise. And she doesn't say anything about her gods because- Clearly, she realizes that the God of the Jews is the one God. Yes. Um, so one of the thoughts that popped into my head, um, this woman had such a tainted past and present. Her present, she hadn't, it wasn't her past. She was still living the yes. life of a harlot. Um, and she knew that her entire city and her entire family was about to be destroyed, utterly destroyed in a violent way where no one survives. Because so far, no one had survived. Right. right. Um, so is this, is, is her desperation self-preservation or is it genuine? Um, that's a question that I think that we need to, that we need to ask ourselves. Right. Do, because one thing that I thought of is when things go bad in our life, we're, and sometimes that's really the only time that we say, God, help me. Right. And then as soon as he does, and most of the time he does, then we're just right back, da-da-da-da-da-da, going back our our, our mm-hmm. own, you know, happy-go-lucky lives until the next trauma or tragedy hits. Right. Okay, is that what she's doing here, or is it something else? Right. Is is are you put, is he in a Jesus box? Is what we call it, the Jesus box, where you put your Jesus box up on the shelf, and you only pull mm-hmm. them out when you're in desperate need, and mm-hmm. then you put them back in, and you shove mm-hmm. them back up in the box. And, and the gent- fun part is um, the Lord doesn't is not ever in that box. He never will be in that no. box because he will, he, we will never, he will never stand in our courtroom. We will stand in his. Ooh. And it. It, yeah, and it's not going to be Tell a pretty it. day. It's either, we got two days. We either got the great white throne and that's not going to be pretty Mm-mm. or we got the Bema seat. Mm-hmm. But I often think about the Bema seat. You know, if the Lord's going to show uh, crowns and what we've done right and burn those things that, you know, not hell, but burn the things that were not of this world, I, I always, often sit there and think, I don't want to have to tell the Lord that I know I screwed up there. Mm-hmm. You know, that bothers me the death of him sitting there thinking and saying, why did you do this? Why didn't you do this? I, I don't want that day. Yeah. So-and-so why I, didn't you right. handle it this way? Exactly. I don't and want my answer is going to be, I don't know, Lord. 
I'm a mess. I keep thinking I'm just going to be a puddle on the throne. I'm so I sorry. Literally curled up in a ball, yeah. babbling incoherently. But at the same time, he's going to be possibly sucking my thumb. <laughs> well, but then at the same time, he's like, he has grace and mercy and he knows that we're trying hard. Yeah, and that's, I, that's when Jesus what, steps in front. Exactly. And we, we want to encourage women. Don't quit. Don't stop. Keep going. Yeah, you're going to screw up. But God's not after you to strike you with lightning. He's over there going, okay, okay, come on, come on. Let's get back up. Let's keep going. Well, it's and. and it's not a mistake if you get back up. If you make a mistake and stay on the ground, then we got problems. But if you get back up, it's a learning experience. You keep on going. Well, and that's how is he's our father. Right. He is our father. We are his children. Just like when your kids, you put them in timeout. They don't, when you put them in timeout, they don't stay in timeout for 10 years. They stay in timeout for a few minutes. But some people don't have a good father. That's true. And, and that also hurts because they look at God the father as their own father. Mm-hmm. And then they can't separate it. And that's why it's important for us who are believers to be able to show them, no, there is a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, there, you know, Stevie was mine from a, we will, if we ever talk about our past one day, we will 17, I have a baby. And then um, his biological dad was no, nowhere around. And when he was around, he wasn't very nice, but Ray came in the picture and, and really took him on and helped out. And, but the point was, is my son talked about that often where he, I realized that one day the Lord showed me that he was seeing God himself, him, mm. like his own biological dad who was absent and not around. And we had to have that discussion. And he said, what really helped is when he see men step up like Ray, my dad, or other men in the church, when he saw those men. So um, ladies, encourage, if you have husbands, brothers, whatever in the church, encourage them in the church, you know, encourage them to help because he saw these men being different. And when he saw those men being different, he realized God is not like his biological dad. Mm -hmm. And he could, and he could, and then he, at 15, he finally gave himself, he gave his life over to the Lord. That was his stumbling block is because Mm -hmm. he couldn't make that separation, Mm -hmm. but it took good God. He was humanizing the Lord. Yes. He made the Lord human. That's the way our, our minds work. Exactly. So we, so any woman who can encourage a man to be a man and step up and show who God, the father is. Do it. Do it. A lot of guys out there who are, a lot of girls, a lot of little boys and a lot of little girls out there who don't have a dad. And they don't understand that God the Father is different. So we can, that's where we need to help. And that's where Rahab, she saw that God was different. Yes. Her, their God was very different. The Canaanites, they had huge amounts of gods. They had a God for everything. But she she recognized that this was the one true God. She saw him for who he was. And he was a lifesaver. Lifesaver. And that's and she was looking and for she her knew life. It. Yes. She knew it. She knew he was made there the to, guys say it. Yes. Save my life. Yep. And my families. And um, I'm glad she didn't want to go alone. If it had been and, and I think that answers your question about whether she was doing it for self preservation. If she was doing it for self preservation, why would she care about her family? Why wouldn't she just escape with them? But she stayed because she wanted her to see her whole household saved. Yep. So it she wasn't, listed them all. Yeah, she listed them all. It was so it yep. was not self perseverance. It was not only do I know that I want to get saved, but I want my whole family saved. Mm-hmm. And how many people stand there going, "I know the God of the, the God of Israel. I know who God the Father is, but I don't want to tell my family because I don't want them to hate me." Mm-hmm. Well, I've got news for you: if you don't tell them who He is, that's more like hate. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't want to hear it, you can do it in love. Mm-hmm. That's sometimes the hardest thing to do is to tell, you know, tell somebody like, mm, 
You sure you saved? I've had that conversation before. <laughs> right? And it's you so sure? hard. It's, it's it hard. It's hard to watch and it's hard to do. Right. Um, because then they look at you and they're like, well, what do you know? How do you, you know, then mm-hmm. they start attacking you and you're like, well, why not even bother? But right. that's when you have to do what she did and say, look, I know who this God is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know he's, he saves. Mm-hmm. Make me a promise. Exactly. I want, I want what you have. I right. want your God to help me. Because she knew this is the only way out. Right. There's one way out. Our, and it's through yep. these guys' promise. And our salvation comes from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And she knew it. Mm-hmm. Uh, our mm-hmm. salvation comes from the Jews. Mm-hmm. She knew it. Yep. She Jesus. knew who they were. And um, she believed what the, um, all the stories that had been floating around about them. She didn't take it lightly. She didn't uh, fluff it off and just like, oh, whatever. No, no, no. She paid attention. And, um, okay, so let's take, let's keep going. Let's, um, let's start at, uh, verse 14. We're at verse 14. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she had just got done asking them, will you save me and my family? So the men answered her and, and what they said was, um, our lives for yours. If none of you tell this business of ours and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with you. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall. And she said to them, go to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you. She didn't want the guys that she had sent outside of the gate to be coming back in when these guys were leaving. So she said, oh, go to Yeah. <laughs> and she knew they wouldn't. They weren't going to look outside the gate for them very long because they wouldn't have seen any evidence. Mm -hmm. So she told these guys, uh, the Jews, go to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you. Hide there for three days until the pursuers have returned. And afterward, you may go your way. I was just having a conversation with Bray the other day. We were talking to somebody and they said something about three days. I'm like, you know, it's amazing what God does in three days. Not Exactly. (laughs) Besides Jesus raising from the dead. But I have to go back to verse 14. I'm sorry. I have to do this. All right. Go for it. Because it says, if none of you tell this business of ours, dude, they already know you're in the city. They already know you're spies. What exact business are we discussing here? They came after you. (laughs) They came to arrest you. So clearly. Are you meaning the business of running away and and going back? (laughs) Is that the business we're talking about here? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I know it's busted. More They're we're, already busted. I'm about to say, I know we're, we're not making light of this. We know that the Lord has this in here for a particular purpose. And if nothing else, it's there to make us think, just to make us think. Because I tell this business, I'm like, we got more business going on. Was that you tapping? Yeah, sorry. Okay, sorry. Um, I'm just, you know, anyway, yeah. that just crossed my mind when I read that. Oh, okay. So, but it was beautiful because he said, you know, he's, you know, he says, if you save our lives, you know, we'll save yours. Exactly. I just love don't it. tell them what's going on. We're you know, did they have more conversation? They might have had another conversation that we don't even know about because the Lord's like, hey, look, because if, if the Lord really wrote everything, everything, even they talked about it already in the world, they even talked about if you just talked alone about what Jesus miracles Jesus did, there wouldn't be enough bookshelves or books or paper mm-hmm. to even write it down. So the Lord had to make it had to make a, you know, precise. we got we got to talk about what's important. So I know this statement's important because something else was going on. They had probably maybe maybe Joanna. They had already been telling her what was going on and what they planned to do and why. And we don't know how long they were actually at her house. Exactly. 
We we it doesn't actually say that. So we know how long yeah. they're going to hide in the mountains, right? But that's really all that we but know. They obviously, got to know her. Maybe they got yeah, to know her. They might have, and they trusted her already yeah. with their secret. Exactly. You know, and so what I noticed also is that she just was she let them down off her wall. She literally just rescued them again. Right. Right. Again. Um, so she is doing something right. Mm-hmm. She is heading in the right she's direction. Getting she's her life not, in order. Exactly. She's not going back on our work. No. And, um, all right. So we're going to continue to dissect. Yes. And we're going to do 17 through 24. It's a little bit long, so bear with us. It's just chalked full of such good stuff. Okay. So the men said to her, we will be blameless of this oath of yours which you have made us swear, unless we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all of your father's household to your own home. So it shall shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head, and we will be guiltless. But whoever who is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him. And if you tell us this business of ours, then we will be free of uh, free from your oath, which you made us swear. Then she said, according to your words, so be it. And she sent them away and they departed and she bound the scarlet cord in the window. Right then and there, she wasn't taking that scarlet rope. She didn't know when they Mm-mm. were coming back, so nope. she tied it but she, right then. And she trusted that they would come back yep. and do everything that they said that they would do. Yep. I just caught that. She, I thought, I've always thought she pulled it up, but she didn't. Mm-hmm. She tied it right then, and it hung right. Right. Um, she was out, ready to oh, be yeah. saved. Let's do it. Let's do she it. She wasn't waiting around. She was she quick obedience. Whoop. She didn't want to forget. Mm-mm. Okay. So they departed and went to the mountain and they stayed there three days until the pursuers returned. The pursuers sought them all along the way, but they did not find them. So the two men returned, descended from the mountain, crossed over, and they came to Joshua, to the son of Nun, and told him all that had befallen them. And they said to Joshua, truly the Lord has delivered all of this land into our hands. For indeed, all the inhabitants of the country are faint-hearted because of us. Okay, so I'm going to say it again. She literally rescued them three times. She took them in, she hid them, and she helped them safely escape. In exchange for their lives, she asked for her and her family's lives to be safe as well. Kind of like a even trade, a quid pro quo. You, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You save me, I'll save yours. Seems totally fair to me. I don't know. I think that's fair. Fair to say. Right. Right. Okay. So um, our story actually keeps going and tells us. um, So we're going to stop here for a little bit about Rahab, uh, chapter 21. But um, chapters three and four, and I think actually five, continue talking all about what the Jews do leading up to the attack of Jericho. There's a lot that goes on. We're not going to talk about it today because we're interested in uh, Rahab's stuff, but I encourage you to read it. It is excellent. It's fantastic. And um, God had these 
Jerichoans. What would you Jerich Jer- Jerichoans? People We're from Jericho, <laughs> yeah, shake it in their uh, shaking in their sandals. We Texans, we got boots. We shake in our boots, but they they only got sandals, so they're gonna be shaking in their sandals. And they were they scared. shook their sandals a lot. They had they- sand. <laughs> I mean, have you ever had walked on sand? Yeah, shake it a lot because we have beaches, right? And they were scared to death. They were absolutely scared to death. So it's a really cool story, and we encourage you to read it. And the neat thing is, it's not any one particular person who made them scared. It was just the presence of the Lord. Just the presence of the Lord. Have you ever met somebody that you knew they were in the presence of the Lord? Kind of t- we, yes. Yeah, you kind of just stand back. And then you sit there and go, oh, Lord, are they about to tell them all my secrets? <laughs> there, was, there was someone when we knew there was a mom of somebody. And I, I got scared getting around here because I, I was pretty sure that she had such a relationship with the Lord that if I did anything wrong, she, he was going to let her know and she was going to have to have a talk with me. We actually have a mutual friend yeah. just like that. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord talks to him. Yeah, and in you a just, scary way. Yeah, exactly. And you just like, <laughs> oh, wait, gosh, wait a minute. <laughs> but anyway, how did you know? <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, it's a great um, accountability because yeah, you know the Lord's true. not going to let you get away with it. So you that's might as true. well just do what you have to do now. Why wait? Um, Reed's funny, you know, the little grandbaby because you know he's two and a half and he's starting to really try to think for himself and make decisions. Like if he doesn't want to hold your hand, he puts his hands in his pockets. Oh, okay, it's adorable. Because he has, he, he knows his pockets and he puts his little hands in his pockets, but he's trying to avoid holding your hand. And, and finally, you just, you have to stop and say, look, we're not going to continue walking until you hold my hand because you cannot walk in the street by yourself. We don't have a whole lot of sidewalks over here. Y- your choice, you're going to have to make it, but we're going to stay in here until you make your choice. And then he hands me his hand because he wants to keep on going. Another decision he had to make. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying here. She made a quick decision. She didn't, you know. She made a quick decision. We're going to do this. Let's do it. Yep. Let's do it. I knew I had to point to that story. All of a sudden, I'm like, where's my going with this? It was a good point. It was a cute story. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Grandma. Yeah. Well, he's so cute when he puts his hands in his pockets, <laughs> even though you know it's because he doesn't want to hold your hand. It's still, it's adorable. It's cute. They're cute at that age. No, because I never seen little, little ones put hands in their pockets. Um, Okay, so we're going to start back. We're going to skip all the way down to chapter 6, verse 16. And that's where we're going to pick up with Rahab's story. Now, can you imagine all those chapters? It really never discusses. How did Rahab talk to her family? They weren't allowed to discuss the business. Yeah, You you can't discuss their business. So did she go, hey, mom, hey, dad, hey, so why don't you go ahead and move in with me? I'm giving up the prostitute business. I need y'all to come move in with me. Oh, I'm going to go get my brothers and sisters and all their families. And they're going to come move in with me, please. Because I think it'd be just great. We have a lot of Scrabble night. And um, they might have been able to tell them. We don't know. I know. That's what I mean. I don't know. But, but if she wasn't, t- but she wasn't allowed to tell them the business. So they had to, she yeah. had to tell them. Or does she say, look, I, I, I met the God of Israel. I met my mm-hmm. savior. I will tell you about him. And I think you ought to move in with me. And did they see such a change in her life? They're like, whoa, we got to listen. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We don't. And we also but don't we know do the know. time frame of when they climbed down right. after the three days of when they showed right. back up. But we do it know say. she got her whole family in the house. Her whole family's in the house. We're about to see all that. We're, mm-hmm. We are about to unpack this. Okay. So uh, chapter 6, verse 16. And the seventh time it happened when the priests blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction. and um, it and all who are in it. Only Rahab, here we go, here's our girl, only Rahab the harlot shall live. She and all who are in her house 
because she hid the messengers that we sent. Could you imagine that conversation? All right, guys, we're getting ready. We're going to go to battle, but you got to save Rahab the harlot. Look wait. for the rope. Yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. How do we meet this harlot? Yeah. Did you? I'm sorry. Did you, did say, you say harlot? harlot? <laughs> hey, guys. So like, y'all want to get a real harlot? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Um, you want to explain this to us? How did you go and meet this, you know, air quotes, yeah. harlot? How did how we did, not know about this? <laughs> how did how did this go happen? How did you meet her? I mean, exactly what capacity did we meet her? Why have we not been given this scoop? Yeah, exactly. So that might have been an interesting question, too, for those guys saying, hey, only Rahab the harlot's going to live. Wait, what did she? How's this working out? Mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. it goes on because she hid the messengers. What were you doing there in the first place? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encouraged you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.